Listening to episode 23 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. I'm Senda, and on today's episode, my co-host Emily and I are joined by PK Sullivan and Hannah Schaefer for a playtest of Hannah's upcoming game, Damn the Man, Save the Music. This is a 90s-style Empire Records hack of her game, Questlandia, and I loved it. Uh, watch for more info about availability at makebigthings.com. And now we're going to thank some of our wonderful Patreon backers. Rob, the lightning thief, Aberzato. Chris, Fleetfoot from Misdirected Mark. Kevin, Crystal Singer Lemke. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome to episode 23 of She's a Super Geek. We're very excited today to be playing Damn the Man, Save the Music. So my co-host Senda and I are here, and we also have two extremely awesome guests. So would you guys like to introduce yourself? Sure. I am Hannah Schaefer. I am the designer of Damn the Man, Save the Music. I also made a game called Questlandia, which is about collapsing kingdoms, and a game called 14 Days, which is about uh, helping people with empathy around chronic pain. And Damn the Man is about collapsing 90s record stores. And we're very excited about it. <laughs> I'm really excited to run yes. it. <laughs> PK, tell us about yourself. Uh, I am a Chicago-based game designer and writer. Uh, my first original game, Three Rocketeers, is available now on drive through RPG. It's from Evil Hat Productions, part of their Worlds of Adventure line. I have also previously worked on the Firefly RPG. There's nothing you talked about that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Either of you. So, Hannah, tell us a little bit about uh, the game we're going to be playing. Sure. Damn the Man, sure. Save the Music. Yeah, so Damn the Man, Save the Music is an Empire Records-inspired RPG where we are going to play a bunch of misfits working in an indie record store that is being threatened by the clutches of the man, and the man, in this case, is going to take the form of whatever the equivalent of, like, Virgin Records or something is, like some, some big, horrible corporate record store. And we are all going to have our own goals and hopes, but today is going to be focused on a record signing for a has-been pop star. And if we can make today work and get through and sell a bunch of records, then maybe we can save our store for another year or another month. We'll see how it goes. All right. So I am going to read the intro out loud, unless somebody else wants to do that who has rules up in front of them. Revolution Records, the kind of place that's been on the verge of closing since opening day. Located down that narrow little side street in the part of town your mom doesn't want you to visit. But things have been changing. Bit by bit, the rent's climbing up every year. The bodega next door just closed down, replaced by another snooty cafe. You all know CD Emporium's been sniffing around, ready to turn this place into a corporate boy band assembly line. If we don't settle up with the landlord this month, we're out, and the Emporium is in. We've got one chance to keep the music playing. At 11 a.m. tomorrow, Mr. Big Shot will walk through those doors, and half the town will be here to get his shitty signature on their shitty records. If we can sell every one of them a CD, that could float us for another year. So the question is, can we make it through the day without a huge fucking disaster? So the game plays out over the course of one day from the beginning of the day where we open the store and then we have this big record signing to closing where we figure out if we've made enough money to actually keep the store open and keep the store from getting bought out and kicked out. So we start we start by choosing characters. Oh yeah, did ev did everybody look over characters at all? It's okay. A, a little bit. Great. So I will read out just the list of characters that are available archetypes for the game. Uh, we have the overachiever, the troubled artist, 
the brain, the space case, the philosophizer, the local rock star, the flirt, the aspiring poet, the collector, the wizard, the tough guy, and the kid. Oh. <laughs> I just watched Empire Records last week. <laughs> just laughing a lot. Um, okay. And you can you can try to push it out of yeah, your mind. I can't. <laughs> but, yeah. It's too it's great. If you just watched it, it's gonna be Yeah, hard. no, but it's great. <laughs> Usually we let guests choose first. <laughs> but uh, so PK while you're maybe looking over them. I have one I'm really leaning towards, so if you want it, though, you can have it. The aspiring poet. Oh, absolutely. I want to be a girl with a guitar who wants to be exactly like Sarah McLaughlin and Alanis Morissette. <laughs> That's what I want to be. Rock on. Yeah, it's all you. I get a plus one when I'm helping other people feel beautiful. But, I love yeah. it. <laughs> In the arms of an Um, I'm a little torn between... The philosophizer, who might be a little easier to play, and the wizard, who is just weird and fun. Amazing! <laughs> oh, be the wizard. Okay, I will be the uh, be the wizard. I could play the troubled artist and be Eeyore. <laughs> oh, create a masterpiece! <laughs> oh, I love it so much. I'm sorry. Um, 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 um. You know what? I think we're just. G- I'm going to go with the troubled artist. I'm just going to. Lean into it. Lean into that. Yep. Cool. I'm going to go with it. (laughs) All right. So I will read out loud the character traits on each of those cards. So the troubled artist is going to get additional bonuses when wallowing in the darkest depths, when deflating the group mood, or when creating a masterpiece. And that, that masterpiece can have air quotes around it if you want Um, (laughs) it's probably gonna have air quotes around it (laughs) the aspiring poet will get plus one when rhyming plus one when helping someone feel beautiful or plus one when pointing out the good in a situation we're gonna play this well And the wizard, who is a great character, but may have something a little bit broken on the card. So, like I said, beta game, we're testing things, gets plus one when appearing unexpectedly, plus one when doing magic, and plus one when guiding others to glory. And we'll see how the appearing unexpectedly goes. I've found that now that I've added a GM to this game, I end up sort of putting people in places, making it harder for them to appear unexpectedly. So I may have unintentionally broken that card, but I would love for you to still try to appear unexpectedly. (laughs) Emily, would you like to introduce your character? (laughs) Yes, I'm Bootsy. I am just out of high school. I think I worked part-time at the record store, and we're in the maybe the summer after I graduated, so I'm working full-time. I have no desire to go to college. That's my that's my parents, and that's not okay. I want to be a famous, um, like, soulful singer songwriter, like my idol, At- Atlantis Morris Stand. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to make one that. up because I really want to make up fake songs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I make my own Jean Jean Short. Cutoffs, um, and I always wear military boots. Hence, how I got my name, Bootsy. And I probably have a guitar. I have probably have three or four guitars like hidden around the shop, so that at any time I can pull one out. Mm. Serenade people who are least expecting it. Yes. <laughs> cool. Oh, love that Atlantis Morris stand. <laughs> and I talk about her like we're best friends, but. <laughs> Sarah McGloxy. Yeah. <laughs> it's close. It doesn't quite work, but it'll work. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. How about you, PK? <laughs> uh, so my character is Johan Everson. Uh, he's from mm. Minnesota originally. Uh, he's 17, so like a senior in high school, uh, working part-time at the, the record, st- uh, record store. Uh, his defining physical features are that he is really tall. Like, tall Swedish farm boy, like six and a half feet tall. Nice. Tall. 
Um, by the way, this is like everyone I grew up with. I thought I was short until I came to college. Uh, <laughs> I'm 5'11". I'm not short. <laughs> not I have realized this. His favorite music is metal, but specific, not mainstream metal. So not Metallica, not Megadeth, not Guns N' Roses. Um, he does like Dio, but uh, you know none of the none of the other really big names. So he is he, he's usually wearing uh, like one of those long uh, long sleeved t shirts uh, with the uh, the cuffs uh, scrunched up around the uh, the elbow. Um, mm-hmm. that have, like, three buttons down the front. Uh, yes. And he wears over that a cut-off uh, jean jacket. Uh, and oh, both beautiful. of these have all sorts of patches uh, and metal studs sewn onto them. Uh, the uh, For pants, he always wears cargo pants of some color, uh, and he always has a novel in either side pocket. Uh, so he's always carrying two different books that he reads. <laughs> One is always Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, pro- actually, probably more like classic science fiction. Um, oh, nice. So, you know, Heinlein, um, Alderman, uh, Asimov, those guys. Uh, and then, of course, he wears combat boots because that's what metalheads do. And his uh, left arm, uh, his left forearm is covered in what is clearly Sharpie tattoos. Oh. <laughs> uh, because he's under underage and can't get real tattoos, but he's uh, artistic and wants to, uh, you know, go into illustration or something. So he just cool. doodles on his one arm. And he's a wizard. He is a wizard. <laughs> I haven't quite figured out what that means yet, but it'll be fun. It will be fun. all right um last but not least um i am playing dawn she is 17 and in her senior year of high school and um is not doing real well because it's just not her primary focus she doesn't necessarily think maybe that uh she should be forced into doing things that don't express her um her inner depth And so things like math are not really high on her priority list. She's the troubled artist, and uh, she is pretty much always wearing uh, Junkos and those little, like, wire stretchy choker things. (laughs) Um, She has a flannel tied around her waist pretty much any given moment, Um, and like a kind of beat-up baby doll t-shirt collection of various dark brooding colors like all of her pants are black too i should say that um she wears uh black lipstick or really dark lipstick and she has um how many piercings would we go with in the 90s i can't remember maybe lots up yeah yes yeah so both of her ears she's got piercings going um like all the way up it and then of course she's got her doc martens that are just her everyday shoes um and she's we got a lot of combat boots. There's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of nineties combat boots going on. But uh, those Doc Martins, they're key. Uh, and so her her favorite music is the band Smackin' a Walrus. Um, it's it's a Nordic uh, femme thrash band. You've probably never heard of it, <laughs> but they just really get her, you know. <laughs> I think you and Johan are going to have some musical overlap, perhaps, or maybe not. I don't know. know. It's going to be interesting to see if that becomes Well, I don't know. She said that nobody's heard of Smackin' a Walrus. They might be up Johan's alley. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Nobody's heard of them except two out of the three employees of this record store. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a record store. Anybody's heard of them. They work here, so. Um, She she also secretly really likes Alanis Morristand, too, but she will never admit it in the light of day. Sorry, that was Atlantis. Atlantis. <laughs> Atlantis Morristand. Atlantis Morristand, yeah. We we know you fake like it if you can't even get the name right. If I can't even get the name right. The oh name my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody's going to believe your music, Chris. Well, they have to because no one's ever heard of Smackin' a Walrus. So whatever. <laughs> cool. Uh, these are good 
possible starts to some good relationships. So, is it a good time for me to ask some relationship questions? Yes. Yep. All right. So, Dawn. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think is totally hot, but you'd never admit it? Um... Yeah, I think Bootsy. Just going to jump right in there with that. Cool. (laughs) Secret crush. Secret crush. (laughs) And why do you think you'd never admit it? Because, Um, well, there could be a lot of reasons. Yeah, like I think there's multiple (laughs) reasons here. Um, One of which being that I um, am still really... uh, Culturally embedded in the heteronormativity of the 90s. Let me spit that out. And then um, and then I also, like, it would totally destroy my cred as a goth, right? Because she's so, like, perky and happy and she listens mm. to, you know, it's terrible. Terrible music. Terrible music. Why would you listen to that? I don't like that at all. What are you talking about? Yeah, you have a dreary image to maintain. <laughs> I, I really do. It's really important. <laughs> all right. So, Bootsy, um, well, what do you think of Dawn? I think she has a beautiful soul (laughs) (laughs) that is hidden underneath all of that dark exterior. And do you try to, like, help her bring out that beautiful soul, much to her frustration, or? (laughs) Yes, because I get positives to those roles. (laughs) Yeah. What's funny is I was totally gonna I was totally gonna say Bootsy has a secret crush on Don, but now that Don has a crush on Bootsy, she <laughs> you can't. I'm, well, you could. That, yeah. We could. We could end. She up doesn't want to be into somebody who's into her. <laughs> well, you don't. That's it's secret. Totally, you don't like, know. <laughs> it's secret. Totally a teenage thing too to have mutual secret crushes. It yes. Totally is. <laughs> It's not like teenagers are known for being incredible communicators. <laughs> right. Generally. But, but Don's also exceptions. still in high school, and I'm really trying to distance myself from high school. I'm trying to think of a fake high school name, and I can't. Sunnydale High. Sunnydale High. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, what city is this, or is this just sort of an undefined big city? This is like a, a small city... Let's say a, a small city, but, you know, big enough that it has its own class divides, but it is a small, rapidly gentrifying city. And it's big enough to support, theoretically, maybe support this tiny little record shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people, you know, people might drive in from the bigger city to come to this record store. People who really like smacking the walrus and... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can find them, like, anywhere else on this side of the country. <laughs> Gotta get those yeah. rare LPs. We, we are the only shop that stocks Death Witch. <laughs> the only one. The only one. All right. So, Johan, who did you have a falling out with in the past year, and what was it about? Mm, I think I had a falling out with Dawn. Um, and it was about... Oh, um, it was about uh, tastes in movies and, like, TV. <laughs> um, as, uh, as Johan is getting deeper and deeper into like old school sci-fi he's getting more and more frustrated with uh like these modern blockbusters and uh i think maybe like dawn tried asking him on a date but he wasn't sure it was a date and she took him to this terrible sci-fi movie (laughs) um and he's like why would you even bring me here uh and that uh that probably did not fly very well yeah, no. I can't believe that you didn't like um crap. <laughs> Extraterrestrials 3. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> Why? Okay, Bootsy's going to assume that Don likes Johan and Johan likes Don, but they don't know it. Yeah, That's so what I, I'm gonna I, assume. I think it kind of comes off as like a bad first date that people just like don't talk about. Cool. And Don, you're okay with that relationship? Yes. Cool. <laughs> Fantastic. 
And just so they're clear during the game, do people want to give me their gender pronouns? Yeah, I'm going to go she, her. Cool. He, him. She, her. Cool. Great. All right, let me get one more, one or two more relationship questions. Emily, I have to tell you while she's looking that up. All I keep thinking when you're like Bootsy is in my head, I keep going like the weird Siri thing. I keep going Bootsy and cats and Bootsy and cats and Bootsy and cats. <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> well, she got the nickname because she in the eighth grade did. A, there was a talent show at uh, the, the uh, junior high and she performed. These boots are made for walking. <laughs> <laughs> but she slurred boots and R, so I mean, people oh. to make fun of her color Bootsy. It started off as like Boots R, but that's not a great nickname. So it's because it's evolved Bootsy, which she has reclaimed for herself because other people are not going to define me. Oh, I like Bootsy. <laughs> Bootsy sounds like the really redeemable one here. We're all redeemable. Uh, so I guess. Bootsy's Bootsy. the only one who's going to be okay if the cliff is closed. <laughs> yeah, she's the only one who's going to be okay if the record's work. That's a better way to put it. So, Bootsy, despite feeling like may- maybe a little jealousy that, you know, Johan and Don have a thing. Not not that they do have a thing. But oh, they it may totally seem do like- not have a thing. <laughs> no, there really what? isn't actually a thing. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you, you know, as the poet who's able to see beauty and good in situations, what is it that you see in Johan that allows you to still have a functional and happy work day with him, even though maybe secretly at times you kind of <laughs> want to rip his heart out? <laughs> <laughs> he has introduced me to a lot of new science fiction terms that rhyme with things that are very unrhymable. <laughs> and it's so, like a poetry challenge. Yes, and so I will I will prompt him, you know, hey, what what you reading there or um oh, I overheard somebody talking about X or sometimes I'll I'll um, tell him I'm reading a really bad science fiction book to kind of prompt him to start talking and I'm not listening to what he's saying. I'm just listening for awesome words. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's great. I'm sorry, Johan, I don't listen to you. <laughs> uh, no, this is just like the 90s. <laughs> All right, so are we ready to make the NPCs? Yeah. Yeah. Great. So the two NPCs are the boss and Mr. Big Shot. And I invite people to think out of the box with gender here. Mr. Big Shot does not have to be a mister. So I'm going to ask two questions. And then we're going to figure out who the boss is and who Mr. Big Shot is based on those questions. And the questions are, who is... The bastard with a heart of gold, and who is the nice guy with a sketchy motive? Between the boss and Mr. Big Shot. So, Mr. Big Shot might secretly be nice but seem like a jerk, or might be nice but actually doing something terrible. I think the, since all three of us have chosen sort of like sensitive characters. Um, I like the idea of the boss being the asshat with a heart of gold. Like we cool. can all we can all see what's really going on through the gruff exterior, and that's why we put up with it. Well, and he and he probably you know hired at least some of us ag- against perhaps what some would consider his better judgment <laughs> <laughs> out of the 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 goldness of his heart. <laughs> Cool. Are, so people are okay with that, with the boss being the bastard with a heart of gold? Yes. And should the boss be he? No, we we said he, but I've got Empire Records stuck in my head, so we don't have to st- we don't have to be glued to that because that's just what's yeah. floating around in my mind. I was gonna say if we want to flip the script on Empire Records and have it be a woman, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, that sounds good. Great. All right, so she has a tough exterior, but everybody knows she's in it for good reasons. 
Uh, so that would make Mr. Big Shot, or Ms. Big Shot, the person who seems all right on the outside, but has a sketchy motive. So I want to know a few more things about these people. We need a name and just a few defining characteristics. So they're playable characters. So does somebody want to tell me something about Mr. Big Shot? Uh, what type of what type of music were they known for? They're kind of a has-been now. I'm picturing like a, a, a Tom Jones sort of character who had, you know, a big hit in the 70s or a string of hits in the 70s that were kind of adult pop oriented. I was going to say disco and couldn't adapt. Oh, yes. Oh, I that's like good. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh, and now that uh, dance music is starting to hit like um uh like techno, the 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 new album is remixing uh the disco hits for techno clubs <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> trying to get on the techno bandwagon gonna and try failing. to milk that and make a comeback <laughs> right so the cool. parents so parents like it and maybe the kids like it ironically and think it's think the new mix is fun to dance to so we're hoping to get sort of several generations oh yeah yeah and what do you think mr big shot's name is Oh, did we decide whether Mr. Big Shot was a man or a woman? We haven't yet. Mm. I wanted to say, like, Donna Winter, but Senda's already named already Dawn, Dawn, so that might be, yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's... F- I mean, we could go with that. I could be named after this person, because that's who my mom was, like, really into. And so I have this really terrible, like... I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh my gosh, is your mom coming? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> so I'm totally on board with Donna. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> oh, you were named after the fallen disco yeah. star. Yeah. It's, what it's is your really name after Donna? Is your mom going to call you Donna? Oh, my God. Please oh. stop saying that. That's It's not okay. <laughs> yes, my name's really, it's got to be really Donna. <laughs> No, it was a perfectly good name until that no-talent ass clown started winning Grammys. (laughs) (laughs) So, what is Donna Winter's sketchy motive? Do we know? Well, she's definitely, like, she's trying to get back in the game. So, what could she be trying to get out of this signing that isn't good for us, but would accomplish new She actually works for, her. for em- at the Emporium? CD Emporium? Yeah, I was going to say uh-huh. CD Emporium is, uh, is uh, funding the production, her production company. Yes. Oh, yeah. Maybe they're, they're signing these classic artists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but, yeah, we don't know that she's signed on with them. Um but yeah, they're sending out these artists to small record places to try and put them out of business. So she's gonna, she maybe is gonna try to like tank the signing. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> oh, <yes>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I told you that's we should have gotten Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> ew! <laughs> like ew! Nobody, nobody wants a whiny girl on a guitar. Okay, Bootsy. Right? Whoa. Nobody. Whoa. Nobody at all. She's not whiny. <laughs> no, she's no, so no, full. Nobody she wants that. She speaks the truth. No. Nobody Nobody wants that. She says what women are afraid to say. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the boss? So the boss has a tough exterior, but she's actually... You know, maybe the maybe she doesn't let on that she's awesome, but she's awesome. Was she um was she a big part of the, the punk scene in the eighties? Oh that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. That'd be hilarious. So she, she carries forward like that uh hyper aggressive sort of punk sensibility. Yeah. Does she still dress like a punk? Or is it the type of thing where if you found pictures, you'd be like, oh, you are a punk. I feel like her entire life would make sense if we knew she was punk, but we don't. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> so, no, she doesn't dress like that anymore. Yeah. Cool. 
And maybe that's why she's hired all of you. She's right. like, oh, they remind me of the way I used to be. <laughs> um, what's her name? I can't wait till we have a patron list of names, Emily. It's going to be so good. <laughs> We're so bad at names. Um, we have our 90s names if we have to oh, reference. Right. Uh, although she might be a little bit older. How about Beth? Like that that seems I'm like a good boss's name, yeah. you know. Like Yeah. She probably went by Liz when she was in the punk yep. scene. <laughs> yeah. Two Z's. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, she is Beth and I want to know how she dresses now. I don't think super formal, because, I mean, she still runs a record shop, right? An, like, yeah, an independent record an, shop. An indie record yeah. shop. So the, she probably wears jeans and, like, jeans shirts. and a dress shirt. Or yeah. Man oh, shirt. Yeah. Just, like, high. Well, she has the band shirt on underneath her dress shirt. <laughs> so she has her, like, high-waisted jeans. and Yes. <laughs> cool. Yes. <laughs> And maybe she has sneakers that light up when she walks. <laughs> That's a little young. <laughs> well, her daughter gave them to her. To her. Oh. Or something. I don't know. Maybe now we know Do why you, she got I just want somebody to have those shoes and it doesn't make any sense for us. <laughs> <laughs> you could totally have them. How about, how about Donna Winters is going to have oh those shoes? Oh, my God. Just, nobody's going to expect it, but she is going to... Totally right. weirdly have light up shoes. Oh, I feel like that be... actually makes more sense than the combat boots for me, though. So, it can it have, is... yeah, it could be your bonding with bonding with Donna over your light. Up <laughs> I wanted shoes so bad like that in the nineties, and my parents would never buy them. Oh, <laughs> go for wish fulfillment. This is your chance. <laughs> my son still really, really wants those shoes, and you know what? I won't buy them for him <laughs> <laughs> because you never had them. All right, are, do people feel ready for store troubles? Yes. Yes. Yep. So our <laughs> so store is constantly in trouble. We can just assume like a baseline of things always being pretty chaotic and disastrous, <laughs> but we're going to figure out what our most serious troubles are now and how they are going to escalate out of control in just one day. So I have drawn six standard playing cards, and I'm just going to match them up by suits. And how many suits um, are out is going to determine how serious our troubles are. So our troubles that we have are uh, structural, interpersonal, financial, and community. So spades are structural, and I've only drawn one spade. And structural literally means, like, how close is the roof to collapsing? Or did we put on a, an addition to the store that was not approved by the town council? <laughs> and it's basically made of paper mache. So structural, we only have one. So I'm going to just write that down and keep track of those escalations. Uh, interpersonal, we have two. Ooh. And by the time troubles get to three, it means that things are just totally precarious and impacting the whole store really in a really serious, nearing cataclysmic way. Uh, so we have two interpersonal. We have one financial. Maybe rent isn't due for another few weeks. We feel like we... Oh, no, wait. I have... I just miscategorized these cards. We actually have three financials. <laughs> it's due like tomorrow. One of the <laughs> Oops, I was seeing. I feel like that's no why plus. we're in trouble. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> because Beth all of a sudden was like, uh oh. So this is we have just, to have a record signing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just like the beginning of uh, Empire <laughs> no, Records. Yeah. It's Donna Winter's Day. <laughs> Donna Winter's Day. Um, okay, I will say I have never seen Empire Records, so um, okay. wow. if there's okay. anything I need to know to make the game work, let me know. Sorry. No. Well, they, it's just you shouldn't have to know anything. Uh, <laughs> everything you need to know has already been mentioned. Like okay. the entire setup of this game is Empire Records. It's a bunch of misfit record store employees having a record signing when the store is on the verge of closing. Yep. It's a 90s. Uh -oh. If you've seen one 90s buddy film, 
you kind of get the idea of the atmosphere and that's it. So cool. Um, and in the end, they have this giant fundraiser, um, like punk concert on the roof uh, to raise money to keep the doors open. But who knows what's going to happen in our store? Yeah, we could fail miserably. <laughs> yeah. We have a disco star. So. <laughs> and, and we don't have Liv Tyler to throw herself at the, uh, the aging rock star. Yep. So we have no problems with the community as of yet. That's great. Oh. Um, but we do have a pretty serious financial problem right now. <laughs> and for every for every trouble at three or greater, it will give more dice to the opposition roles in the game. Oh, boy. So before, before we jump in and take the first turn, should I give a rundown of just like what the structure of the game is quickly and how the system works? That yes, would please. be amazing. Yes. Great. I think I already mentioned that the game plays out over the course of just one day in the record store from preparing to open for this big event to closing and wrapping up and seeing if we have enough money to make it another year or if the store is even still standing at the end of the day. (laughs) So everybody is going to get one scene in the three different parts of the day. The three parts of the day being opening, the big event, and closing. So everyone will get three scenes total, and then we'll wrap up with an epilogue that decides whether your life has gone to music or to the clutches of the man. And usually it's a little bit of both. So as the game goes on, you'll be um, generating moments, which or generating points that you can use to buy moments that are like special scenes in the game. So a moment might buy you something like uh, a special moment of connection with somebody or a seduction scene or a scene where you get to call someone on their shit. Um, And then moments um, can give you more music for your epilogue. And things like more store troubles will give you man tokens for your epilogue. And I think that's the basic, the way the dice are a little weird, but they're pretty easy to get a hang of after seeing them once. Um, But the way that the scenes work is basically you'll play out a scene. I, as the boss or Mr. Big Shot, will throw challenges uh, in your way. And either it's going to get to a point in the scene where the challenge is impassable. It's like, okay, we have to figure out what's going to happen here. In that case, we roll dice. Uh, Or if it's just a part of the scene where it's like, this thing is happening. And it would be a good time to figure out if this thing went great for me or if it really sucked. Uh, Then the dice can totally just be used to also just jump to a quick resolution. So scene length is pretty flexible uh, and during the last part of the day, you'll find that scenes end up going pretty quickly because it's closing and, you know, everybody kind of knows, like, all right, we just want to see what happens here. Um, Closing time. (laughs) One last call for alcohol. (laughs) So are there any any other Sorry, I wasn't trying to interrupt. I was trying to upset the mood. That's, I I love that song. (laughs) Uh, I, I think it makes sense. Great. And questions along the way are yeah. totally fine, especially related to how the dice match up. Yeah. Um, we will be it uses the by same, you. <laughs> it uses the same dice system of Questlandia, but uh, if nobody's played it, that's totally not even relevant. In terms of who takes the first scene, scenes can be taken in any order as long as everybody gets their one scene per time of the day. Uh, and whoever feels brave enough to take the first scene will just get to put two moments in their moments bank. Or two check marks in their moments bank to get future moments. I'm willing to jump on that unless somebody else wants it. Yeah, I was going to say, as the wizard, I don't want to be first. Right. <laughs> you want to be able to appear. Because that doesn't give me a chance to appear unexpectedly. Yes. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Oh, so another thing, uh, in terms of the way the dice work, as the protagonist in the scene, you always start with two dice, and the opposition will always start with three, and you get additional dice for acting towards your traits, and you can only ever use uh, two out of the three traits on your character card in a scene, so you don't don't feel overwhelmed by how much is on there. Like You only ever have to focus on trying for two out of the three, and if you don't hit any of them, that's fine. If you only hit one, that's that's fine. 
cool. cool. All right. So I, like I will um, throw out scenes before they start by giving you the title of the scene. And then people can jump in generally and decide based on the title if that scene sounds interesting or hard to play. Don, you've already agreed to take the first scene. I know. I'm just going to jump right into that. <laughs> so without even knowing the title, um, if you change your mind, that's fine. The first scene is what happened here last night. So, <laughs> so do you still feel cool taking that yep, scene? I'm no, good I, with right. that. Cool. All right. It's going to be more interesting. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. So, all right. It is like 10 a.m. And uh, you have been tasked with opening the store because I think that... I just blinked on our boss's name here. Uh, Beth. Beth. Have some Beth. Yeah, yeah. I think that Beth. Um, let's see. Out of everybody, I think the wizard makes her feel a little bit anxious. <laughs> She's always appearing out of nowhere, and Bootsy doesn't quite match with her punk roots. Like Bootsy's just like a touch too enthusiastic and hopeful. Um, so I think that Dawn kind of matches Beth's uh, high school personality pretty well. So she has asked you to open the store for the big event. So right now, uh, where are you? What are you doing? And who are you with? I think that I am actually... I actually think I'm in the back room of the store. And I am, because the, the scene is what happened here last night, right? What happened here last night? Right. Um, no one else is here yet, but I'm expecting them shortly. And and they're going to start, like, coming in to help set up. But I'm I'm doing the, the, the initial, like, getting the money into the cash registers and stuff. I'm also um, picking up uh, debris and, like some smashed beer cans and like empty oh. little cheapo like the little single serving bottles of various alcohols and um airline I, bottles yeah i don't look like i'm feeling real well this morning i think <sighs> i may have closed down the store last night too and <laughs> um i didn't really want to go home so <laughs> So you were able to get there bright and early because you never left. I don't think I left. I think what happened here last night is I pretty much just spent the night. And um, of course, I'm 17 and I'm drinking. Like, that's just... <laughs> uh, I wonder... Oh, I wonder how I got it. Um, interesting. Uh, that can be a mystery. It's a mystery. That, We're that, leave can, that, yeah, that, be, you know, that can be a reveal. That will come up later. When you are 17 and you work at a record store, you know people. You know people. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you're only cleaning up beer cans. like. Well, an airline bottles. of. But yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> come to think of it, the most popular drink at my high school was Everclear and Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's perfect. So you are, now that you're coming to, you look around and it looks like there was a massive party in the store. Oh I don't know if it was God. just you or if you had some people that you invited over, well, but it know. looks like a disaster. And the store has like these little carpet tiles around <laughs> that are used for soundproofing. And there's like Kool-Aid spilled all over them oh, and it doesn't no. quite it doesn't quite look like blood but it looks like one of those you know when you see just a red stain it's really disconcerting even if you're like okay this is like clearly neon it's just nobody wants to see a red stain spilled out all over yeah you have to get this cleaned up i have to get this cleaned up but you know what this is also i feel like you know once i get all these cans and stuff out of here and at least straighten up a little bit I think this is kind of my moment where, you know, I don't know how you would wash Kool-Aid out of one of these things, but it's it's kind of reminiscent of the human condition, right? <laughs> like, just that it has this red and it's splattered across there. I mean, I think that maybe instead of trying to get it out, I could just, like, I could I could really help it express like <laughs> the pieces of my soul that 
you know, I just, I think, I think instead of cleaning it up, I'm going to, I'm going to grab my paints out of my bag. (laughs) (laughs) That's my solution. We're going to take this to the next level. And I'm sure as you walk, your feet are like stick, 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 because, you know, once you, once you walk through (laughs) Kool-Aid. Oh my God. So do you just want to see how that goes? How your, how your painting just like are you now is this like red paint like are you or I think lots of colors so I'm feeling I think the red needs some off with like black um and maybe some purples um and then the occasional very small blended piece of white that I think represents that tiny sliver of hope that we all have momentarily before it's ripped away from us again. <laughs> well, I think we should see how that arts and crafts project yes. goes for you. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. So we can figure out how it was received after rolling the dice. <laughs> and how fast it dries. <laughs> so let's see, as the troubled artist uh which of your traits you have wallowing in the darkest depths deflating the group mood and creating a masterpiece i'm definitely creating a masterpiece right now. you're definitely now. creating a masterpiece i think that will give you creating a masterpiece <laughs> um <laughs> i there is no two ways about that this is <laughs> so you will be rolling three dice okay and does somebody else want to roll the opposition dice sure uh, and the opposition will be rolling four dice. Three is a base and one for our financial. looming financial troubles. <laughs> <laughs> I feel All like right, this so, is probably not going to go well. <laughs> so if you want to roll, uh, then we can talk about how these get matched up. Three, two, three. Two, four, two, five. All right. So we have a three, two, three, and a two, four, two, five. So, Dawn, as the protagonist in this scene, um, what happens is the opposition automatically puts forward their three highest dice, and you're going to have to match two dice against those. So you always have the opportunity to have two positive outcomes, but no matter what, one negative outcome, at least, is always going to go through. So the opposition would have to push forward a two, four, and a five, Mm -hmm. and you're going to want to match those. Uh, and there's this little table of outcomes. And each of the outcomes corresponds with a narrative resolution. So I could have a win on a relationship, or I could try and spend something and re-roll this. <laughs> yep. But, it, um, but currently, if you fail, your fail is a reveal and a gnarly, which would get you an additional you. three checks and no man. Yep. And checks are moments in your bank? And checks get you moments, yeah. So you can use, so even those crappy rolls will get you, uh, you know, possible music in the future. Okay. Um, You know, I don't actually have a problem with failing. And I think that um, from an outside perspective, this was a pretty terrible idea. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Uh, Are you still a little bit drunk? Still a little drunk. Very hungover. And... Uh, feeling the darkness of the world and maybe trying to repaint like the entire floor of the break room was <laughs> not a good plan. Like with everybody showing up in like 20 minutes, there's no way that that's going to dry, right? So <laughs> there's going to be paint tracks everywhere. So I'm willing to, so I think I'm going to let that fa- fail. Right. Yeah. So do I failure is great. It's a part of this game. Do I understand this correctly? <laughs> do I, do I get the relationship and the two fails? Yeah, Yeah, so the way that it works is you get to narrate your wins, and then uh, we will narrate your losses. So anytime you have a win, you have some narrative control. So yeah, let's start with the good. So as a result of this uh, spontaneous, hungover craft project... (laughs) It's a masterpiece. um, This shabby, chic project. (laughs) um, How do you think this will uh, strengthen a relationship with somebody? Um, so I, I actually think what's going to happen is, uh, I think, I mean, I have this secret crush on Bootsy, right? 
And I know that she has an artistic soul kind of hidden under this really <laughs> chipper, positive outlook that the world just hasn't ripped away from her yet. But I know that underneath all of it, she's she's really an artist. And I think I think that she's going to see like some of the 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 art in me will reach out to the art in her. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we're gonna have a moment, <laughs> not a mechanical moment. Hey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she can. She can. Maybe. Maybe she's like one of the only people on the planet who could honor this decision you've yes. made. Because <laughs> oh, Emily, Emily's sitting here thinking, why didn't you just turn the carpet over if they're carpet squares? <laughs> this might be the end solution now that I've painted but, on them. <laughs> but Bootsy, yeah, Bootsy might like that. That was so creative. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very I never would have thought approach. of that. <laughs> so you get to take two moments for the bank. Okay. Uh, as a result of that. Uh, and then you're also going to have a uh, lose on a four and a five. <laughs> so um, something, so something gnarly. So this game has positive gnarly and negative gnarly. Positive gnarly is like, gnarly. Negative gnarly is like, gnarly. Yeah. Um, so as a result of this spontaneous craft project, um, what is like a gnar- gnarly uh, nickname or trait or some, something that some something that you will have a hard time shaking for the rest of the day? Uh, and somebody else should narrate that. Somebody else should come in and discover this and narrate that. <laughs> yeah, we could do and and that that type of narration is just fine. Like the scene can, you know, still continue after after dice resolution. So, well, in that case, it's uh yes, please. it's, <laughs> it's Dawn like so excited. like painting everywhere and just like looking at it and thinking it's really good. And from behind her, like, she didn't hear anybody come in. The door didn't ring. Just like, hey, Dawn. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what? Johan! Yeah. You've got to stop sneaking up on people like that. It's not okay. I don't sneak. Yeah, yeah, you do. No, I, I'm not sneaking. Yeah. You guys are you just totally oblivious. Sneaked. No, you totally sneaked. I'm 6'6". How can I sneak? <laughs> I was making a masterpiece, and you just came out of nowhere. <laughs> that, 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 that's not a masterpiece. That looks like roadkill. <laughs> that's like... Burn! <laughs> Whatever. I just, I feel like you don't understand my expression that's going on here. I think that this was like... You know, it's about the human condition and how everything is dark, except that our blood flows through us with these moments of hope. Are you drunk? No. <laughs> so let's let's give you let's give you the gnarly uh, sudden regrets. <laughs> Hangover. <laughs> so, that moment when your mind clears and you're like. Maybe this wasn't my masterpiece. It's okay. <laughs> After all. The next one will be. Uh, and also something is going to be, so you can take one check for that negative gnarly uh, and two checks for something that is going to be discovered or revealed as a result of this scene that is disturbing or upsetting. I'm wondering if there's something under the carpet tile. Yeah, I was gonna say that, that is the next the next logical yeah, thing we, with my sudden regret yeah. is that we need to flip these over so that we have a functioning floor space. Right. We we yeah, start but flipping I'm over what... the carpet tiles and what would be disturbing underneath oh them. Oh my god. Um, the subfloor is rotting. Mm, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if it's something that's like could there's more this. more on sort of a dramatic interpersonal level because oh. we didn't really talk about what our interpersonal trouble was, was and we have yeah. we have a two um under one of the carpet tiles is like a like a hole or a secret compartment or something that who's been keeping what in um we don't have to know yet do you want to just put it as like right now it's at a two so we can just introduce it 
and say like, okay. Okay. Yeah. So the the shot in the movie is like Johan lifting up one of the carpet tiles and being like, oh, that's weird. And like lifting up this little like (laughs) makeshift trap door and going, whoa. (laughs) And I'm thinking there's no ladder. It just kind of drops down into darkness. It's extremely (laughs) ominous. It's like, you know, the basement that you don't want to realize you're living on top of. Yeah. Um, and nobody has a flashlight or a cell phone at this time that they can. I mean, flashlights were invented by. And we're all teenagers. Um, but nobody's nobody gonna has be able a to cell find, phone. Yeah, I totally don't have a cell phone. Yeah. So I'm gonna just say, my ominous uncle has trap a car door. <laughs> if we can borrow the flashlight from your uncle's car phone, that would be great. <laughs> Though, granted, one of us probably is carrying a lighter. Uh, yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) but you can't you can't see you know what when you shine the lighter it blows out like the flame immediately it's just like it's drafty it's like this is like the true depths of a soul right here (laughs) yeah that's a murder pit (laughs) (laughs) right so we'll find out what happens what what is the deal with this murder pit? Um, but I think I think that at this point, this is like the perfect time for the boss to arrive. <laughs> and um, do you try to do you try to cover up the murder pit? Oh, yeah. quickly, like yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, totally, yeah. totally, like it could be hers. We don't know. Yeah, like yeah. we weren't poking around. What are you talking about? We we're just we weren't even flipping these tiles. Everything is fine. Everything, Where have you been fine. every night for the last six months? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any unexplained absences? <laughs> but Beth just looks around and she is like, What the shit happened here? Uh and she looks from face to face, and I'm wondering who wants to be the spotlight in this scene. <laughs> uh <laughs> we're gonna call this scene That's Not Nearly Enough Advertising. <laughs> wow. Um, I already yeah, did mine. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> Johan will step up. Cool. All right. Uh, so Beth is like, I, who, you do know we're opening the store in less than a half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't for possibly the biggest event of the past 20 years. And you guys have decided to spill paint all over the floor? Like, it was out of control five-year-olds? What? It, what is going on here? Johan? Yeah? Did you do this, Johan? Yeah. Johan, why? I, I, I don't want to get into it. I, I had a rough, rough night at home. Oh, yo, I'm, I'm sorry, Johan. I don't, I, you know what? Well, we're going to figure it out. We have Don and Bootsy here, uh, who are both creative entrepreneurial spirits. And you know what, Johan, I, I'm going to just let it go, but we don't have nearly enough posters up. Our posters keep getting ripped down by the local soccer club so we we got to get some last minute advertising up um i want you to go to the starbucks across the street and go to all of the local places i know you don't like them but we have to be their friends and see if you can hang some posters yeah i can do that all right you know what why don't ask them if they'll donate some of those little pastries to some croissants to the event maybe sure Okay, I'm not, I'm disappointed. I'm not mad, Johan. I'm just, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> okay, mom. That's mom for mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I can speak okay, to that. <laughs> All right, so do you want to go and uh, hang up? Do you have posters made? Um, or do you have to throw together? I was going to say, I think like... we have to throw together some some posters quick like we've got a bunch of headshots and maybe um maybe like a stencil made up for like spray painting the the info real quick on big sheets of paper 
Um, mm. We can use the carpet squares to do carpet prints on the paper first so that it has a nice <laughs> texture. And then do that. Like the way you think. Um, so I think y- it just needs to be artistic. I was gonna say I think <laughs> Johan's gonna like work his magic and just knock out a ton of posters super quick, um, like way more posters than could reasonably be expected in half an hour, uh, and then dash out the door. That is, uh, um, yeah. So I was thinking uh, the this scene will be like. Johan looking at the poster board, looking at the stack of headshots that we have, the <laughs> the spray paint and the 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 like, you know, one day only sort of headline, and then the the carpet paint, and like he grabs all, he grabs the poster <laughs> boards, slaps them down on the various pieces of carpet to help soak up the the paint. Picks them up, uh, uh, quick cuts the, the headshots out, slaps them on, and spray paints everything. And that's a bit of a montage. But then we get sort of a comedic series of shots of him, like, like reaching from off screen and, like, putting a, a poster up and, like, pulling back. Or, like, people are talking at the cafe and he sort of rises up from the bottom of the screen <laughs> and, like hangs the poster and then goes Whoop. back down <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> alright uh, do you want to find out how the postering yeah, went yeah let's do that and if the advertising was successful so you're the wizard and I think you definitely appeared unexpectedly <laughs> And would you say that you were doing magic at all? Doing magic? I think so. I think this quotes? is way more than anybody could have expected. Like, like, e- yeah. Like, you even s- if 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 professionals tried to do this in half an hour in real life, it wouldn't work. Like, this is this is more than this is movie magic. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have drippy carpet squares to work with to make their. <laughs> it's key. <laughs> Um, so you'll get four dice, and the opposition will get three. Uh, Emily, do you want to roll opposition dice on your in dice stream? Happy to. Great. So you'll roll four, and uh, <laughs> Johan will roll four. Oh, wait, I was oh, rolling you get, four? Yeah, you get one more. I can't. Let's see. So, I rolled. All right, so the opposition. I rolled five, four, six, opposition. six. I rolled five, six, four, one. All right, so opposition automatically puts forward five, six, and four. And Johan, you actually have a lot of good choices to match. So uh, ties get canceled out. So six sixes, if you lose on them, are store troubles. So you can block that six if you want, or you can take your victories and you know take two take two six victories and let that trouble go through. Um. The choice is yours, Johan. So, cool. so if you tie, it is not a success. Tying just cancels out Ooh. right now. Yeah. So, so you know, you can block the trouble by canceling it out, or you can throw the store under the bus. No judgment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I I will uh, use my pair of sixes to block um, Emily's uh, five and four. And I will take store trouble. Uh, So with my pair of sixes, that is two epic successes, Mm -hmm. plus one check to everyone for each. And then... Yeah, so everybody gets to take a check for the moment, Bank. And so an epic success is a success so great that it's the weight of it can be felt for the entire store. It's like, this did not just help you in this moment. This helped everyone. Right. Um, so you can narrate. So you got two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say narrate the first one and then maybe invite people to chip in suggestions for the second one. Okay. Uh, so I think the, uh, the success here is I'm going to be hitting all of the most popular places in the neighborhood that are also sort of like the target audience for Donna Winter. Like, yeah, of course. So like, I, I think I <laughs> skipped the Starbucks because the, uh, 
the, the disco fans aren't going to Starbucks. They're going to another cafe or like a diner. And like I hit the diner and then I hit the uh, the grocery store and I hit the places that are like super heavy foot traffic uh, for the people we want coming to the signing. My idea was that uh, the the local radio station KRZY is uh, is live from the grocery store, and um, Johan is able to talk to one of the DJs and like gets on to to talk about the 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 signing. That's and they're they're doing some big event, and so that gives us a wider exposure. I think it's the uh, the food drive for <laughs> uh, the food drive at the uh, the local supermarket. Yeah, <laughs> they're like we're doing a food drive, and you're like we've got Donna Winter. Yeah, well, and, yeah, and it's totally like the uh, the like best of the the seventies and eighties and today. That's the that's yes. the the radio station. So the people listening are like, oh, Donna Winters, all right. <laughs> cool. So should we go with that one? Yeah, yeah. I think as you're, I think as awesome. as uh, Johan's leaving from telling from saying that at the at the food drive. One of the people, instead of putting like a little thing of croissant into the food drive, just like hands it to him, so he has pastries and stuff too. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> we don't live bonus. in the most sensitive yeah. town. <laughs> uh, and I like, you know, I like the paint drying, like being dry enough. And you got two epic successes, so this can just be an epically successful poster run all around. around. It was very good. Yeah. Um, so. A new store trouble is also getting pushed through. And and I drew a card and I have drawn another spades, which escalates our structural from one to two. Interesting. So I think that by the time you get back to the store and you're like, Phew, oh, that was a really good poster <laughs> run. Wow, kind of out of breath. Like there's so many people lined up and like already filtering into the store before Donna Winters has even arrived that you think you can see the floor just bowing ever so slightly under the weight of all of these people. We hope you enjoyed episode 23. If you liked what you heard, please consider helping us out on patreon.com slash sasgeek. You can also leave us a review on iTunes or on Stitcher to help new folks find the show. If you'd like to hear more from us, you can find us on Twitter at sasgeekpodcast or check out our website sasgeek.com for links to all our social media. You can find PK and Hannah on Twitter at PK underscore Sullivan and at HanBandit. PK's Three Rocketeers and Hannah's Questlandia are both available on DriveThruRPG right now. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more fantastic music, merchandise, and tour dates on his website, kieranstrange.com, or follow him for news and updates at Kieran Strange. See you in two weeks for our next adventure. She's a rock-